Hello, hello, and welcome back to another edition of the See Us Podcast. It has been since August 11th, a near month and a half, yeah, about month and a half off. Uh, a lot has happened. A lot has changed, especially these last few days. The Drew Holiday trade coming out of nowhere. Uh, I had faith in my man, Brad Stevens. As soon as I saw that deal for the Bucks go down, I said, we have to do everything to get Drew Holiday to counter that Damian Lillard trade to the Milwaukee Bucks. So the Celtics, they lose Robert Williams. They lose Malcolm Brogdon. Rob Williams, man, that one's really going to hurt me. But you made the right trade. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about media day that took place today. We saw a lot of new faces, a lot of returners, and a lot was said about the goals that this team has, the mentality of this group. So we're going to break that all down. Also going to talk about potential starting lineup. We were talking about... Is it going to be KP and Al? Is it going to be KP and Rob? Rob is out of the equation now. Uh, is it going to be Drew Holiday, Derek White backcourt? You're going to start Al Horford with Kristaps Porzingis. A lot of options, a lot to talk about. We're going to cover it all here on the See Us podcast. Drew Holiday is your newest member of the Boston Celtics. A Sunday afternoon trade, of course, is going to happen when I'm in the car. Coming back from a golf tournament, not feeling my best, uh, checking my phone constantly, every buzz, any, every notification. I was doing it all weekend. I just knew, especially if the Celtics were doing it, especially really if anyone was trading for Drew Holiday, you probably want to get this done before media day. You don't want to take a bunch of pictures, interview a bunch of guys, and that day, the next day, right when training camp starts, oh, you're traded. Uh, I knew this was going to be a quick deal. There were a lot of suitors for, for Drew Holiday. The Celtics do come out on top. They beat out... I believe reported the Clippers and the Heat were amongst the top suitors in there to try and get a deal done. Uh, Philadelphia, there was talks of a three-teamer getting James Harden involved, Drew Holiday going to Philadelphia, James Harden going to the Clippers, the Trailblazers getting involved in that, but no. Mike Cronin helps out Brad Stevens. He, he shuts off the Heat again. I'm surprised they re-engaged. I mean, I mean, not really, obviously, for a player like Drew Holiday, but that whole saga with Dame Lillard, Pat Riley loses once again. We love to see that as Celtics faithful. But going into this deal, I thought maybe they go the route of Malcolm Brogdon for sure was going to be in that deal, two first-round picks, and then maybe a lot of filler contracts. There was reported interest that Portland really liked Peyton Pritchard. You thought maybe he'd be in there, Sam Hauser, Luke Cornett. So that was going to be a move that you know really guts your depth. Um, a lot of people are saying they don't have much depth. I think they do have some really good options, especially some of those new signings, O'Shea Brissett. Lamar Stevens. We have Wenyan Gabriel, New Hampshire native, represent. Uh, happy to see him on the squad, at least for training camp, to compete for a spot in the rotation, which there are third center minutes up for grabs right now. Luke Cornett, obviously an option. Gabriel will be an option. But we'll talk about that at another time. We're talking about the Drew Holiday trade here, but they do go the route of getting Rob Williams in that deal. I mean, the contracts match perfectly. Two first-round picks. We had the 2024 top three protected Warriors pick and then a 2029 unprotected Boston Celtics first. So that pick you do get for the Marcus Smart trade comes in handy here. You use it for Drew Holiday. There was a report came out, I believe Saturday night, Adam Himmelsbach said that the Celtics pursuit is real. They're alive, they're in it, but there remains a gap. I, my thinking there just with that wording was, Brad Stevens does not want to include Robert Williams in this deal. Uh, you could tell today during media day just how much trading a guy like Rob, who you know we've been through so much with missing intro pressers, being late to meetings, and not really playing much as a rookie, but you could just see the flashes. And you know, finally, 
staying on his feet defensively. Obviously, I mean, not staying on his feet much, but not jumping as often and, you know, getting in foul trouble as he did as a younger player. But five really good years. We do not make that finals run without Robert Williams. Uh, obviously, he was a shell of himself after that injury. But, you know, that regular season and just how much of an impact he had throughout that postseason run when he was healthy, but just getting that defense to a point where, you know, you were comfortable when people were driving by you with a guy like Rob Williams behind, adapting to playing with a big like Al Horford. Even Al said during media day today how much he's going to miss Rob Williams, how much of a great guy he was. Christoph Porzingis, from the two weeks he was there to prep for training camp, said just the charisma that, that Rob Williams brought. I mean, you could just see how much this guy loved this city, loved this team, and how excited he was for this season. I mean, our man Forsberg, obviously going through it, losing Rob Williams, his favorite player, had interviewed him that morning, Sunday morning, 8 a.m., hopped on a Zoom call. They did some uh, small segment for NBC Sports Boston, but Rob was beloved. I love Time Lord. Uh, you know, I tweeted out, I think on my personal account, just one of my all-time favorite players, just the winning plays that he made. They were just so impactful. I mean, we saw last year against Philly. He comes in, starts game six, just how much of a difference maker he is. You know, you put him on a non-shooter, he can roam, he can protect the rim, he's a lob threat. You know, the Celtics will have that with a guy like Kristaps Porzingis, a lob threat, a shot blocker, but you know, Rob just, his bounce, he's a different guy. You know, I wish him all the best in Portland. It sounds like they're going to keep him, uh, maybe pair him alongside DeAndre Aiden in that starting lineup. If not, certainly playing 20, 25 minutes a night off the bench. But he's going to have a great career. We will all follow him. We will miss the Time Lord, as will Jason Tatum. Uh, one of his brothers uh, posted on Instagram. He posted for Malcolm as well. But just the connection, the bond that those two had. It was a huge summer. You lose Marcus Smart. You lose Grant Williams. Blake Griffin isn't coming back, it sounds like. At least Jalen Brown kind of made that official today. There's obviously roster spots open, but who knows with Blake. Uh, and then, then you lose a guy like Rob. Uh, a lot of changes are being made to this team, and you know they're for the better. Uh, you have arguably the, the best top six in the NBA right now uh, with Drew Holiday, Derek White, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Al Horford, Christophs, Porzingis. That, that's a very you know, well-rounded, versatile, two-way top six right there uh, that many rosters will try and contend with throughout the year. Uh, obviously, today, it being announced that Milwaukee and Boston tied for the best title odds in the NBA right now. Milwaukee got the shift late. It was Boston heading into this training camp, then the Dame Lillard trade happens. So Boston right back in contention. Drew Holiday going to be a terrific fit for this team. We'll talk about that in a moment. Do just want to talk about Malcolm Brogdon as well. It was it was such a rocky summer, and Brad even said today he had every right to be upset with us this summer. I mean, a deal falls through like that. You don't really think you're going to have to deal with, you know, a player coming back because we, we everyone thought that trade was done. Uh, you know, it took forever to go through, and then finally it fell apart, and that's when we had to deal Marcus Smart, LA Clippers, FU. Um, but, you know, it, it all works out. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon, terrific season. He was so overqualified for that role. True professional, like Tatum said on Instagram. I love the guy. Uh, terrific spark off the bench. You know, some said maybe looked for his own shot a little too much, but that was that's what he was brought in to do. You know, run that second unit offense, be a facilitator at times, but really be a shot creator and, you know, just get self-creation because that's something this team really lacked. You know, they they do obtain that, uh, retain that, excuse me, with Drew Holiday coming back in. Good shot creator himself. But just want to thank Malcolm Brogdon. Uh, obviously, we, we thank Time Lord. We had the huge spiel there, but Malcolm was great. 
Uh, everyone thought he was that missing piece. We were so close. I mean, if he doesn't get injured, who knows? But there's so many who knows. I mean, if Jason Tatum is a roll his ankle game seven, is that different? You know, we'll never know. Uh, it wasn't our year. It didn't work out. We were one game away, and we knew a move had to be made. They were going to be trading at least one guard. They end up trading two. Uh, they get an all-star guard back in Drew Holiday. Um, but it just that Malcolm Brogdon relationship, it kind of just felt like it was too far gone. It was reported, I believe, by Jared Weiss of The Athletic. When Joe Missoula came out and said Derek White's going to be the starting point guard, kind of rubbed Malcolm the wrong way. I really think just with his injury history, he was just in such a good setup last year. You know, the minutes he was playing, he was closing games. He was coming off the bench, not starting, kind of preserving himself here and there. I thought the Celtics really set him up for success. Obviously, there was, it sounds like some rumors with the training staff. They weren't seeing eye to eye on that injury. He tried to gut it out. It didn't work out against Miami. We really could have used him. We came all the way back. That Derek White shot will pretty much be forgotten now that, you know, we didn't end up winning that series. But Malcolm was a terrific Celtic for a year. I'm happy he gets a new start. I really am hoping Portland moves him from how they were talking today. It sounds like he might be there, but he's also wearing jersey number 92. So do you really think he's sticking around that long? I don't know. I think another contender could certainly use him. Does Miami get the third guard? They strike out on Dane. They strike out on Drew. Do they get Malcolm? I don't think he fits there. But someone out east, out west, maybe even the Clippers will re-engage to get Malcolm Brogdon because it doesn't sound like they're going to be engaging on James Harden anytime soon. I'd love to see a good Ness in Philly. Uh, but now we'll talk about Drew Holiday. Uh, I mean, all-star last season, just all-time just underrated player it seems still everyone just you know overlooks drew holiday again and again and again and he was such a, a thorn in our side for so many years you know whether it was with the pelicans obviously when he was with the bucks those playoff series just epic battles uh was an all-star last season like i said 19 seven assists five rebounds so this guy can do it all he's an all-defensive player pairing him with Derek white just going to be a seamless fit. It seems like every time you watch a Drew Holiday game or you're checking in on League Pass with when he was with the Bucks, seems like a guy they really trusted down the stretch, obviously with Middleton out. Giannis, not much of a shot creator, not really making his own. So Drew was really thrusted into a, you know, sometimes a lead scoring role, certainly a number two, number three at times, but especially during that championship run, the clutch plays, obviously, you know, we had the Booker steal and the, the oop to Giannis Antetokounmpo to seal that game, to take a 3-2 lead in the finals. Um, everyone will remember that moment. And, you know, Drew's a champion. Uh, he's coming in with recent championship experience. Obviously, you have guys on the coaching staff, Sam Cassell, champion with Boston in 08. So some old school, new school mix there. Uh, Charles Lee being an assistant coach is going to be a familiar face for Drew Holiday, which is great to see. I think that'll make his transition that much easier. But what he can do for this team, uh, obviously, he's going to come in whenever we play the Bucks and, you know, defend Damian Lillard, take turns with Derek White. Him and Derek will definitely go back and forth with different, you know, defensive assignments throughout the season. But Drew is, you know, a plug and play player. Like I said in my tweet yesterday, talking about the trade when I finally pulled over to get gas so I could talk about it online. But Drew Holiday was someone that the Celtics had interest in, you know, many years ago. Brad even said it today. Like, you know, there's a list of guys you never think you're going to be able to acquire. Drew Holiday was one of those guys and, you know, he ends up getting them and they had, you know, interest in him uh, a few years ago when they were looking to trade Kemba Walker. Obviously, they got Al Horford. So um, there, there's been interest there. Uh, Drew had Boston atop his list of preferred destinations. Obviously, he's not going to get where he wants. He's not a free agent, but Portland certainly helped him out. 
get him to a place that he wants to be. And he's going to be helping us compete for a title. I mean, he, he wasn't able to take part in media today today since they have to wait for the physicals to go through. I would hope by training camp tomorrow, he's there for day one. If definitely not, he'll be there Wednesday. And obviously I'm recording this on Monday. You're going to be hearing this Tuesday morning. So don't get mixed up with the today, tomorrow. Uh, everyone kind of knows the training camp schedule this week, but Drew will be in action. The Celtics will be taking on the 76ers on Sunday. Let's hope he's ready to go. I would think he is. He beat Brad Stevens to the gym this morning to get a workout in. So Drew is in town. He will be ready to go once called upon. Uh, and I am very happy. Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtic. We'll, we'll talk about him a little bit more when we talk about potential starting lineup options for the Boston Celtics. But happy Drew is here. Is he the missing piece? We will find out. But man, did this team get better. We had to, you know, let go of some guys that we really loved. Um, but, you know, we get a team like this, a top six with, you know, still some good shooters, some good defenders, good role players on this team that will certainly develop over, you know, training camp this week. And you know, as we approach the season, uh, opening night at Madison Square Garden, I believe we're on the road for that one, uh, October 25th, taking on the Knicks. So we'll see how this team progresses throughout the preseason. Drew Holiday is in Boston. He's a Celtic. And man, am I happy about it. Now we will move on to one of my favorite days of the year, Media Day, getting everyone in green, getting the interviews going. Everyone's positive. Everyone's, you know, just good vibes, ready to go. Everyone's saying the right things. Uh, I mean, you can just fall in love with a player without even seeing them on the floor, just hearing them talk at Media Day, talking about their role, how they're going to fit in. Because uh, there's certainly a lot of new guys on the Boston Celtics, on the Boston Celtics, one of them being Jordan Walsh, the rookie, 19-year-old, really flashed at Summer League. Where will he play this year? We, we don't know yet. I mean, he talked about it. He's not too worried if he doesn't play year one. He's just going to come in. He knows he's a defensive guy. That's what got him to the league. He said that many times. He's going to pride himself on that. And I think he can carve a rollout for himself. Uh, you know, just looking at the wings that we have, obviously Tatum and Brown starting there. You bring in O'Shea Brissett, who just bright personality. Love the way he talked. Heard him for like two minutes. I was trying to listen while I was working here from home. And uh, just, you know, seems like a guy who knows his role. Uh, you know, they told him, coming into um, the offseason, into free agency that, you know, we have the superstars already. We're not looking for star players. We're, we're looking for guys that will complement them, make them better. And O'Shea Brissett can certainly be that kind of guy. Uh, I think they they signed him to, you know, maybe play some of those backup four minutes. Um, obviously, we'll see how they go with the lineup. Is Al going to be playing at the five? Kristoff's at the four. How they're going to figure that out with the starting lineup, which we'll talk about in the last segment, but I think O'Shea Brissett is a guy who really flashed in Indiana two years ago. The three-point shot fell off a little bit, but I think that's someone who can come in and contribute. But Jordan Walsh, I mean, spry 19-year-old, skipping around, you know, talking about movies without Horford. Uh, I thought that was hilarious. He just, you know, just a bundle of energy. Uh, and I think I'm very interested to see how he performs, kind of what role he has in these first couple of days of training camp. Are they, you know, throwing him right at Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and some of these scrimmages, some of these thrills. So interested to see that, um, you know, Al Horford uh, comes back year 17. They're talking about maybe year 20 with him. Uh, is he going to make it a couple more years? He signed a two year extension with Boston. He's like, that's the biggest one they could give me. I, he thinks so, uh, you know, he's here for the long haul people, you know, speculated would Al Horford be in that trade to Portland. Portland really wanted a young player back, I think, and I think they were coveting Robert Williams. That got the deal done. Al stays. Uh, you know, just a crucial part of this team. Everyone talking about, oh, great, Williams is gone. Rob Williams is gone. Who's going to guard Giannis? I mean, 
Have you people just not watched, you know, these last couple of years of basketball without being with the Celtics? Al Horford is the one guarding Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yes, Grant Williams had his turns at him. Robert Williams, not really. He was kind of unplayable in some of those Bucks games. And I'm not even trying to talk down on Rob. I'm just saying with the minutes that he had in some of those series, obviously he was injured, um, you know, in the semifinals two years ago uh, for most of it. But even when he did play, and even in the regular season last year, I think there was that weird game where he came off the bench and played like five minutes in each half. Uh, that was very strange. But the Bucks really were not the best of matchups for Rob Williams. Um, he could roam off, but not really. I mean, you have Brooke Lopez on the floor. Definitely when they had P.J. Tucker, that was more of a better matchup. Obviously, uh, he's in Miami. Uh, he was in Miami for that run when they went to the finals, obviously, and now he's in Philly. Uh, poor him. But, um, no, Al Horford is the Giannis stopper. That, that's our guy. Um, are you, what are you going to get out of a 37-year-old Al Horford? Uh, you know, Ryan Rosillo kind of said it best. You, you got a terrific season out of Al last year. Number two in three-point percentage. Uh, the shot really disappeared come playoff time. But Al Horford is back. I, I'm really, you know, interested to see how much he plays. I, he's definitely not going to be playing back-to-backs. Um, but – We'll see how he plays next to Porzingis. Maybe that determines kind of who the starters are. Um, Al said it's up to Joe Missoula who starts. Um, I, I think he wants to start personally. We kind of knew that when he came back, when we traded for him two years ago. Um, everyone thought, oh, he's great. He's going to be the backup big to Rob Williams. No, he was playing right alongside him. He came off the bench in that first preseason game. I think we had started uh, Juancho Hernan Gomez. Um, we all know how that experiment went. But Al Horford was buzzing. Um, he's very excited about Drew Holiday. He said, quote, He's somebody I just never would have imagined to be playing next to. Now that he's here, I'm excited. He was very bummed to lose Rob. I think they really built built a special bond because he really took Rob under his wing when he got here. Made, you know, kind of Rob the player that he is today a little bit. I, I feel like Al had a part in that. Um, I don't think that's a selfish thing to say at all. Um, and then he talked about Porzingis. You know, he's really 7'3", maybe even taller. Very interested to see how that pairing is going to be this year. Uh, we saw Jalen Brown. We saw everyone, but I'm just kind of going down the list. Uh, Jalen Brown, we saw on Instagram, I think a couple weeks ago, and he talked about it again today, just defensively, you know, him and Tatum, they want to make all defensive teams. Uh, you know, if they have that mentality, your two best players, I think Luke Cornett, Sam Hauser said that, uh, you know, if your two best players are, you know, getting out and wanting to play defense, it's going to make everyone else want to defend. So them taking that initi initiative is, you know, a, a great sight to see. Um, you know, he, Jalen Brown talked about Drew Holiday. Uh, he said he has a tremendous amount of respect for him as a competitor. He's an assassin. Very excited to see how that pairing is. You know, we had our, you know, Marcus Smart and Jalen Brown. It's not going to be the same connection. You know, those are boys. They're brothers. Uh, you know, that was a special bond. But, you know, some of those backdoor cuts, you know, how can they build chemistry? Jalen, you know, we, we want him to be a, a play finisher a little bit more. We want the ball in his hands. You know, it, maybe it was in his hands a little too much, uh, you know, in game seven. But it, that was the circumstance. You know, Jason Tatum goes out. Jalen Brown kind of takes over that lead role. He's going to be prepared for that. I'm ready to see a huge bounce back out of our man, Jalen Brown. But how can, you know, he be as, a, you know, an off-ball cutter, you know, especially with Drew Holiday, who's, you know, going to be a great assist man for this group, great play creator, shot creator for himself, but he can get others involved. I mean, that's evident to his seven assists that he averaged last year. You know, not a true point guard. That's what a lot of people are saying. But, you know, in Milwaukee, he really played the role, uh, you know, of a point guard. He, it was a number two, number three option on championship team. Um, and you know, here he's not going to have to score as much, but you know, him initiating offense alongside Derek white, who, you know, I think Joe reiterated again, they really want Derek to take over that point guard role. They meant that they're going to stay with that, but I'm sure him and drew are going to be, be sharing those duties. Uh, but you know, just Jalen Brown going back to him, 
being a play finisher, getting some, you know, a good chemistry going with Drew Holiday, I think is going to be really important. Um, I thought he had a really good quote. We need to focus more on the process than the end result. Uh, you know, I think they came in last year off the finals run. Let's get back to the finals. Let's get back to the finals. They cruised. I mean, they, they started off great. And they kind of fell off a cliff a little bit. Things got a little messy and come playoff time. They were not playing their best basketball. They could not take care of the Atlanta Hawks. It took them forever to take care of Philly in a series. Really, they, they could have lost. You know, they had to win two straight games. And we all know how the Heat series went going down 3-0, clawing all the way back and not being able to finish it off. But focusing more on the process, I think that's going to be their mindset. They really have to. You know, this is a group last year had a lot of chemistry. Obviously, Malcolm Brogdon coming in. Uh, was a new piece, but he blended in real well, just as I think Drew is going to. But you have KP, who's uh, we're going to talk about in a little bit. So this group really needs to build chemistry. It might be a little ugly early on. That's why I think these four preseason games are going to be massive. I think your starters and you know your top guys should, I mean, not play heavy minutes. Obviously, you don't want that in the preseason, but playing a lot in the first two to three games and you know taking the last one off to see who's going to make the final roster spots and everything like that. Um, you know, Jalen Brown. Putting an emphasis on putting an emphasis on the defensive end, I think, is going to be important. Uh, Derek White was buzzing and is back. I think uh, he he talked about Sam Cassell today. That's going to be a really good pairing. I think Sam's going to be a really good mentor for him. Uh, but Sam Cassell went out to Colorado, and you know he was prepping him to you know be the team's starting point guard. I think he's still going to be that. Uh, he's going to get a lot of opportunities to create plays. Just the ultimate glue guy. Uh, you know, everyone in the NBA needs a Derek White. And, you know, coming off an all-defensive second-team season, I'm very excited to see, you know, will the jump shot stay true to what it was last year near that 40% clip? I think it can. I think you're going to be getting even more open looks with, you know, a guy like Kristaps Porzingis coming into town. Um, and just how Kristaps talks. I mean, he, he said in his intro presser as well, but, you know, he – said today quote it's clear what we were trying to achieve here he talked about the drew holiday trade him coming in a lot of moves you know he gets it he he's about winning now he's going into year nine uh he just said quote we just want to be on the same page and achieve the ultimate goal we're going to put our own stuff to the side it's not what we're here for a lot of players who can put up crazy numbers for me it doesn't really matter i love to hear that out of Christoph porzingis who you know is a guy starts his career in new york Tears his ACL, ends up in Dallas, you know, star player pairing up with Luka Doncic there. They have championship aspirations, you know, just probably wasn't the right timing with that duo there. Um, but, you know, he just kind of had the persona of, a, you know, a selfish guy, cared about his numbers, wanted his touches, wasn't getting that with Luka. And obviously gets traded to Washington where he has a good, you know, year and a half, really rebuilds himself, gets his shot back. Uh, his most efficient season last year, his most healthy season which is great to see. He did talk about the foot, the plantar fasciitis. Uh, he said he's feeling great, no limitations. The medical staff did a great job, and he's ready to go. So he should be playing on Sunday. Maybe they won't get him right back into live action, but nonetheless, I'm expecting him to be ready for open night. He's healthy. He's saying the right things, as you know, everyone does in media day, but just KP's mindset is going to be so important because, you know, if he's off, if he's not, you know, willing to do the dirty work, he might have to do, you know, he's not going to be Robert Williams, but some of the things that he brought, you know, the shot blocking, the hustle plays, diving on the floor. I mean, I don't want Kristaps diving, but bringing hustle to the floor every night uh, is something that KP is going to have to do. And, you know, I think he, he understands what's happening here. Uh, he's ready for it. And I'm very excited to see KP with this group just the different dimension. Everyone was kind of talking about that, you know, having a player like KP who can post up, get you offense when you need it in different ways, you know, from the mid range, from the three and just a terrific post-up threat, something the Celtics have not had in a long time. Everyone's talking about, you know, 
haven't had a, a versatile forward since like this since KG. Eddie House took a little offense to that. I think Mark Domino had brought it up. He's like, don't don't compare him to KG. I, I don't think he is, but just that kind of skill set, that kind of scoring from the forward position and with that much size, height, and defensive versatility, that's what KP brings. And if he's bought in, uh, it is going to be a huge boost for this group. So I'm very excited to see what Kristaps Porzingis can do. And we have our man Jason Tatum. Uh, adds 12 pounds of muscle. Everyone's worried about that. Oh, the three-point shot's going to fall off. You know, he's beefing up. He's going to be playing a lot of four this year. I think, you know, with KP as the lone five, Horford as the lone five. Certainly, he's going to be playing some three as well. But he's a guy that can go get you eight, nine rebounds a game. And, you know, he's beefing up to, you know, continue to get more trips to the free throw line, which is going to be so important for his growth as any superstar. You know, getting to the line, generating easy points is going to be important. So, you know, he added some strength. Um, he hung out with Paul Pierce all summer. He said it was like a three and a half, four week stretch where they were just hanging out, working out every day. The truth lost like 10 to 15 pounds. He's getting back in shape. Tatum's getting prepped for a season. Brett Hampton working out with him as well as social media guy. Uh, so, you know, they had a great thing going this summer and just to be hanging out with a Celtic like that and, you know, getting that knowledge of, you know, what it takes to win a championship. Paul did it. Paul was a finals MVP. He was the guy, you know, that got everyone to Boston, got the big three going and, you know, to learn like a learn from a guy like Paul, who I know has made some questionable decisions the last few years. Uh, but we love Paul Pierce. We love the truth. And, you know, JT took a lot from him. And, you know, he also spoke about, you know, just building a bond with the city of Boston, which, you know, for your star player to be saying that is really great to see. Um, you know, the uh, JT's ready, um, you know, 30.1 points per game last season, a Celtic record. It's, it's going to be based upon Jason Tatum. You know, uh, I mean, you bring in your top six, but his jump, his ascension to that top five status, which, you know, he was right there last year. He was, he was definitely a top five player in the league. Can he win an MVP this season? You know, who knows? But Jason Tatum is going to be ultra important. The Jays, you know, their connection, how they play off each other. I thought it was funny. They brought up, you know, they, there was pictures of them working out this summer, but Jalen's like, we worked out like multiple summers in a row. You know, they just didn't document it. But I think they, they knew that they needed to, so people just shut up about it. So they, they finally do. They put in some work this summer. Uh, everyone's been back in the gym for a few weeks. I mean, KP came like two weeks ago. I, th I think JT was the last guy to get there. It may have been like last week or so, but everyone's been putting in the work. Uh, a guy like Peyton Pritchard is reportedly one. Also, they are talking about a contract extension with Peyton Pritchard, which is very interesting to see. will probably be right around the mid-level range. Uh, but this is a big prove-it year. I would maybe wait on that extension, but Brad Stevens likes him. Obviously, you know, traded some guys to get him some more minutes, uh, but he's been a guy that's looked real good. Um, but it's just great to see this group back together. Uh, you know, I think this team, we, we talked about, you know, trading smart, a guy who's been here forever, far before, you know, the Jays got here. It was kind of his locker room, his team, it felt like at times. And, you know, rightfully so. Marcus was the guy. He's the man. We love Marcus. And it's so strange to see him in a Grizzlies uniform. Uh, but now it's on, you know, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown to take over that, you know, vocal leadership role. This is their team. Christoph Porzingis wanted to come to Boston to play with Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Drew Holiday, same thing. Top of the list, Boston, he wanted to play with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown. Now they need to be the leaders vocally and, you know, just take over this team. So I'm very excited to see what this group can do. Um, we, we saw Luke Cornett. We saw Sam Hauser. Sam Hauser had a great wedding. Uh, I think Sam Hauser is going to have a huge impact on this team, getting an uptick in minutes. Uh, we kind of saw him disappear come playoff time, but uh, hopefully he's a guy who's a consistent contributor. Uh, we talked about Peyton Pritchard. You know, what can he do this season? Uh, he's got to be an impact guy. It has to start, I feel like, defensively with him. 
Uh, you can't be a liability out there. And, you know, that's how you're going to stay on the floor, get open looks, get in a rhythm and, you know, get back to that 40% three point range that you know, you've been hitting since you've entered the league. So Peyton Pritchard going to be vital. Luke Cornett, as I was saying before him and Wenyan Gabriel kind of feels like I'll be fighting for some of those backup minutes. We'll see who wins that battle. Uh, Cornette, I, I just really like the way he talks. He's just all about this team. He is just such a loving guy. Uh, doesn't care about his stats. If he plays, he just wants to contribute to a winner, to a championship team. And I'm happy they're keeping Luke Cornette around. We love the uh, Cornette contest. Uh, as everyone said, that was uh, making an appearance at Sam Hauser's wedding. There's video, but no one has it. So hopefully we obtain that soon. But all in all, a great media day. The fun will start tomorrow. It'll be today when you're listening to this podcast. Training camp will begin. Let's hope we get Drew Holiday on this floor. But there's a lot to learn about this group still. They got to learn each other. But, you know, these couple days, you know, making those connections, getting that chemistry going is going to be so important for a team that has Banner 18 on their mind this season. A conversation I'm sure will not be over anytime soon. We will see who takes the floor, the starting five on Sunday when they play the Philadelphia 76ers. The starting lineup. Uh, I mean, we were talking about this, as I said in the intro, is it going to be, you know, Kristaps Porzingis and Al Horford? Is it going to be, you know, Rob Williams and Kristaps Porzingis? Is it just going to be KP? Is someone else starting? You know, those conversations are done, but now we're adding in Drew Holiday, who is certainly a penciled in starter. The question here, do you go Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Kristaps Porzingis, or you're going Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Al Horford, Christoph Porzingis, KP. I think we can certainly sign off as on sign off on as a starter. Gosh, that's tough to say. Um, the Jays, obviously, Drew Holiday. You don't trade for a guy like that if he's not going to start. We know that. It's Al Horford or Derek White. Uh, I think Brad Stevens and Joe Mazzulla said, you know, they're going to still look at the double big lineups today. That's something they'll certainly play. A team like Milwaukee, you probably play double bigs. Um, you know, with Giannis and Brooke Lopez on that team. It's really going to be matchup dependent, it feels like. I, I feel like early on, I am personally leaning Derek White and Drew Holiday in the backcourt, along with the Jays and Christophs Porzingis, solely because we know Al Horford's not going to be playing back-to-backs. He's going to be in and out of the lineup, which, I mean, every season, I mean, we had Rob the last couple of years. The lineups were, were different every night, it felt like. You had guys like Sam Hauser getting starts, Blake Griffin who, man, I, I really wish was coming back. I want to get him a ring so bad. Um, just having him around, just a great locker room guy. But sounds like he may be leaning towards retirement. We shall see. He was, he could have been in that Drew Holiday. There was the whole sign-and-trade Blake Griffin along with like Pritchard, Brogdon, Hauser, Cornette. Uh, I think that's all the guys they could trade because all of them are you know newly signed, uh, have those contract dates in like December, November, or, you know the, those trigger dates. So they couldn't trade any of the new guys they got. So Blake Griffin, uh, obviously not coming back. Um, back to what I was saying, uh, just Al Horford, you know, being out back to backs. Do you, you want to have your consistent starting five and, you know, say a night you play the Bucks or just a bigger team, then you'll you'll start Al Horford. Certainly in the playoffs, I feel like Al will, will definitely start some games. Derek White is a guy that, you know, his ego, it's, you know, you don't have to worry about that. If he's coming off the bench, he's still going to be playing 30 minutes a night. He's going to be closing games. It's kind of same with Brogdon. Who, I mean, it felt like obviously this summer he wanted to be a starter this upcoming season. They didn't see eye to eye on that. But Derek White, I feel like would have no problem being your sixth man coming off the bench, being a contributor. I'm not saying Al Horford would, but, you know, that's a prideful guy. You know, 17 years in the league, a starter 
everywhere he's been with the Hawks, with us, with the Thunder, with Philly. Obviously, we know Philly didn't go well. Back with us again, uh, he was a starter. So I wouldn't be surprised if they just went double bigs, just, you know, play that way. And Derek, you know, checks in early. You get your rotations and check. But myself, I I, I want the all defense, all defense guys in the backcourt. I mean, just you're not going to be able to switch on those guys. I mean, a lineup, even without Horford, it's going to be really hard to switch on this team. Uh, just adding a guy like Drew Holiday, you know, fills in for a guy like Marcus Smart, who is in that that role for us. Uh, you know, compare them. I mean, Drew, I feel like, you know, on some of the quicker guards, I feel like Marcus, you know, especially later on in his career, definitely had a little bit of a tougher time. The bigger guys, you know, when he used to defend guys like Christoph Porzingis had no had no problem. Drew kind of the same way. But, I, I, you know, I feel like with the quicker guards, Drew will definitely have his way with, you know, the Trey Youngs. And we saw what Jimmy Butler did to him. So, we, you know, we got to get that sour taste and, you know, get that in the back of our minds because, you know, I mean, Jimmy Butler went on a Michael Jordan-like run in that first round. And it's also uh, emo now. Uh, if you didn't see the Miami Heat Media Day stuff, man, that guy is a nut. And oh, I, I just – we cannot we cannot do it again with them this season. I know they're going to have a, their run. I know they didn't really have the best offseason, but they're still the Miami Heat. But, man, Jimmy, oh, I don't know how he keeps getting away with that stuff. Anyways, Drew Holiday, Derek White backcourt would just be a thing of beauty. Um, you know, Kristaps is the lone five. I feel like he could, you know, especially get on the perimeter with, you know, some of these fives that you're going to play, you know, your Brooke Lopez's, your Joel Embiid's probably with the Joel Embiid, you want Al Horford on the floor as well. So, you know, Kristaps doesn't have to play him on the other end. So it's going to be a lot of mix and matching, but I, I'm, I'm leaning early on. Let me know your thoughts on Twitter, on this Spotify page. I think you can comment on here as well. I uh, would love to hear what people are thinking because there's a lot of different opinions on here. Uh, I think it, it eventually will just be matchup dependent. I would like to see them start the year, maybe just with Al, especially, you know, year 17, age 37 season, preserving his legs as much as possible, you know, playing them when we need them most. Um, and maybe coming off the bench will help them do that. We'll see. Uh, Derek White, I mean, they want him to be the starting point guard. So it sounds like Derek will, will probably start, I would assume, if, you know, they're still putting that out there that they want Derek getting a lot of, you know, the ball handling opportunities for this team with this unit. But, you know, either way, uh, I mean, just thinking of, you know, Al Horford, Kristaps front court, uh, man, that's going to be really tough defensively. You know, Drew coming in, you know, with Kristaps being such a good drop defender, especially with Derek White and Drew Holiday, that's just going to make it so much tougher for teams to score. Uh, when you have a guy like KP there and, you know, you have two defensive stalwarts in, in White, and Drew Holiday. It's just so crazy that Drew Holiday is on our team. I cannot wait to see him in green. We're in number four. Um, but, you know, just defensively what they can do. Um, Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, uh, they've been talking about the defensive end. They want to make all defensive teams. This It seems like, you know, we had Missoula come in last year. Three-point heavy offense. Worked very well early on. Uh, just the numbers this group was putting up. He turned Malcolm Brogdon into like a, a three-point marksman. I think he will be that regardless, but they really unlocked that with him just with the shots they were giving him and the looks, uh, you know, coming off screens, coming off the dribble. Uh, but I think defensively, you know, coming in, like when we got Joe Missoula when he was hired as the interim coach, everyone was like, man, he's the guy behind the Rob Williams game, being the roamer. So Joe knows defense. He was just really getting this offense in check because that's what they struggled so much with. And then what did they struggle with last year? Defense. So you got to find that balance. You got a guy like Drew Holiday who can help lead that charge with Derek White, the Jays, KP, Al Horford. So, you know, there's a lot of good defenders. I think they they're trying to get back to that identity. This is a team that wants to lead the league in defense. 
um, all the stats across the board. And I think they can, uh, you know, if they put their emphasis there, they have so much firepower on the offensive end. I really don't think, obviously you want to worry about offense. I'm not trying to say that, but they should put a lot of their energy onto the defensive end. Someone said it best. I can't remember who, but you have a guy like, you know, Jason Tatum is like, Hey, let me go get this matchup. Let me stop this guy. I can put my energy on this end. Cause I have drew holiday. I have Derek white. I have KP. I have Jalen Brown on the other end who can get me shots and, you know, create offense. So there's just so much talent, especially at this top six. Um, I, you know, I still think, you know, they have the TPE to use. Uh, you could get another backup center. You could get another wing if you want. Um, we'll see what, who comes out of camp, who makes the final roster. You have guys like Sveem Hailu, Delano Banton. I think Brissett certainly a lock. Lamar Stevens, uh, very intrigued to see what he can do. I think that's a guy that, you know, if someone's hurt, he, he's a guy that could close games. I mean, we saw what he did to us in Cleveland. I think it was back in March, like six offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter and overtime ultimate energy guy. They signed him, you know, bring that toughness that a guy like Marcus smart, Grant Williams did on the defensive end of the floor. So I think they have some options defensively for sure with, you know, Stevens Brissett, Steve Mikhailo, a shooter. Uh, you know, he said that, you know, he took less money to stay in Boston because he wanted to be a part of something special. So that's really cool to see. Always loved Svee ever since his Kansas days. Um, but you know, like I said, we'll see who makes the roster. Uh, defensively is where this team is going to put a lot of focus into. We'll see how the starting lineup shakes out. I, I personally, like I said, I'm, I'm leaning Derek White, Drew Holiday, Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, KP. But if it's not that, you you have arguably the best starting five in the league either way. So a lot of options, a lot of tinkering to do. Brad Stevens said he's still going to tinker with the roster. That's a madman right there uh, with what he's been doing over the last 48 hours. So the Celtics have some options to work with. We'll see what the starting five shakes out to be. Regardless, it's going to be one of the best in the league. And that is going to do it for episode nine of the CS podcast. Man, oh man, is it so good to be back. Sorry, I just kind of left. Um, you know, the summer kind of dried up. Things were happening here and there. I mean, last time we were talking, we were talking about KP's injury. Is Fee McKayla going to come? Well, he eventually did. It took a little while. Uh, but he ends up a Boston Celtic. Uh, but, you know, it felt like a perfect time to come back. Media day starts. Drew Holiday gets traded to the Boston Celtics yesterday. I thought maybe I'll do like an emergency pod, but kind of just wanted to see how things played out. See if any countering moves happen. Uh, the countering moves is Wenyan Gabriel, my man, Trinity High School alum. I'm from New Hampshire. Uh, big Wenyan Gabriel fan. Went to Kentucky. Uh, it's kind of bounced around a little bit. Had a you know solid role with the Lakers a few years ago, and now he's back in green, hometown kid essentially. He's from from the Northeast. We'll see if he cracks the roster. Uh, but you know, Drew Holiday is a Boston Celtic. Very excited to see him take the floor, see him in green for the first time. They have a press conference lined up for him sometime later this week. I would assume maybe Thursday. I'd hope he's practicing before then, but maybe. I mean, that everyone from the the Dame trade it seems like is in uniform today, so it might just take a couple days. Got to get everyone out, especially Malcolm and Rob. Uh, to get their physicals passed. Drew's been in Boston. I'm sure he passed his. as He was practicing today, getting some shots up. So he is ready to go. I didn't even mention this. I, it was a huge piece of the Drew trade. I mean, obviously, us in Milwaukee going up against each other now. I feel like that guy's going to be more motivated than ever. You know, stick it to him. I mean, he has a lot of love for the Milwaukee Bucks. I mean, it sounded like early on in the summer, everyone's like, oh, he's going to retire after this contract. 
that is not true anymore. He said he wanted to retire a buck. He wants to keep playing. Uh, it sounds like he wants to get a contract extension done with the Boston Celtics. That cannot happen until March, but I am sure those two sides will meet, reach an agreement on that because it sounds like he wants to be in green for a little while, competing for titles with the Jays, with this core, uh, and this core is a good one. As I said, best top six in the league. It's really hard to argue that. Um, you know, Some other teams have some really top-heavy talent, but just one through six, uh, what these guys have is going to be pretty special, but it has to gel. Uh, you know, we've seen years like this. Obviously, we had the 2019 Boston Celtics that everyone thought was going to be the best team ever. We know how that panned out. I'm not saying this group is like that at all. The, the egos on that team are certainly not here. Uh, but things have to gel, and that's why training camp is going to be so important. Uh, getting Drew on the floor, getting KP on the floor with these guys. Obviously, he's been scrimmaging and shooting around with them for the last two weeks. But getting live game and practice action, uh, getting some runs in. Very excited to see how training camp will play out. We'll see what the starting five shakes out to be. As I said, uh, you know, I'm leaning one way right now with Drew and, and Derek White starting in the backcourt. But if, if it's Al, uh, I love Al Horford. Um, I think he'd be a perfect fit next to KP, and he will in a lot of lineups. I mean, it, just because it's the starting five doesn't mean it's going to be the closing five. Uh, they have a lot of options to work with there. Even some guys that aren't part of that top-heavy top six. Uh, you know, could be some injuries, could be a guy having a good night. Uh, you know, some talent on this team. And it sounds like Brad and Joe are really trying to say that, you know, about – the guys who aren't being talked about a lot, you know, they, they're excited with what they can do for this team. So the Celtics are back. Basketball is back. The CS podcast is back. Uh, we will see when we're going to be recording next. Definitely Sunday night. Uh, we'll have a podcast out Monday morning after that first preseason game. Uh, really just kind of kind of gauge what happens uh, with practice this week. Uh, maybe if, you know, if Drew gets on the floor, his press conference happens, maybe we'll do a pod after that. Not sticking to anything too strict here. Obviously, when the season starts, uh, we'll be doing some game recaps and everything like that. But the CS Podcast returns. The Celtics are back. And I'm very excited for this season. So that is all for now. The CS Podcast is here to stay. Very excited for basketball to be back. And the NBA is going to be a fun one this season. So that is all for now. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time.